Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. This is our Hebrews Bible study that we are doing every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here live online on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, pastor of Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas. You can also watch live on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. You can watch later as it's archived on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com and the YouTube channel. It'll always be on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page. And uh, we also have a church app, Crossway Church. You can find everything we do on there. You can donate there. You can watch live there. Uh, uh, and our worship services and uh, we just praise God for the opportunity to be in this last great move of God in our days. I know preachers have probably said that throughout the ages but this age Jesus called the times of the Gentiles is about to come to a close and the Lord stirred my heart with that every single day that this period of time where the Lord turned his back on Israel and the cut them off because of their rejection of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and turned His attention to the rest of the world and invited all the world, hallelujah, to the supper, the great wedding supper. And this, is, this age is about to close, and then God turns His attention back to Israel. I hope that you watching are born again and following Christ with oil in your lamps, because He's about to come for his bride at any moment. Hallelujah. I will be in Lima, Ohio this Saturday, March the 13th at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. at the Hampton Inn on Roshman Avenue. I encourage you, if you are anywhere near there, help get the word out. You come, bring folks. Uh, it'll be in the conference room there at the Hampton Inn on Roshman Avenue there in Lima, Ohio, again at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. We had great, great meetings in January, and now we'll be there again this Saturday, and I encourage you to come. This, this that we teach, this that Paul taught, this that Paul carried that's least popular and least sought after is a move of God in these last days. God is raising up preachers of righteousness in this very moment. Men and women are being raised up pointing back to the cross of Christ, throwing away, burning all the books that we've heeded to and the wrong objects of faith that we've, we've been uh, seduced by, carried away uh, through our own lust of our own flesh to all these things for years. But praise be to God, there is a movement of God taking place right now. There's only one move of God taking place. It's not just in one place, but there's only one move of God taking place. If you want to see the picture of it very clearly, read Exodus 32. When Moses came down off the mountain and he saw all the sinful things going on, the golden calf built and placed right beside the altar, which was symbolic of the cross, like the people of God were trying to manipulate God and control God. Well, we will put our calf right by the altar. Moses declares who's on the Lord's side. And only one of 12 tribes came out. Let, let me say that again. Only one of 12 tribes came out. The tribe of Levi. And then they were told to take their swords and go back in. 
and destroy those. Destroy those of their own families. And they did that. Now, we're not called to take a natural sword and go kill anybody, but we are called to come out from among all the golden calf builders. That's any object of faith that's not Christ and Him crucified. And we are called to carry the sword of the Spirit back in among the people of God. That was the people of God that built the golden calf. And that is the move of God that's taking place today. The tribe Levi, the very word Levi means joined together. And when Moses declared who's on the Lord's side, he didn't say who's on my side, he said who's on the Lord's side. And those of Levi's tribe came out, joined themselves to the Lord. Not Moses, to the Lord. That, my friend, is the very reason God gave the Levites that very blessed treasure of dealing with all the tabernacle and the furnishings within and the sacrificial duties throughout their generations because they came out from among the golden calf builders. I'm glad in these last few moments of this era called the times of the Gentiles to at least be one of those who have heard that knock on the door in the book of Revelation. That call of who's on the Lord's side in the book of Exodus. That coming out of those things we've been carried into back to faith in the sacrifice of Christ and that alone. Destroying the golden calves and having nothing but the cross of Jesus Christ left. Him and what he did at Calvary to trust in. That's the move of God, of course. Most won't heed that. But there will be a few that find it and a few that fight to keep that faith, to run that course. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That is the move of God. And I'm thankful to be a part of that. Hallelujah. And don't forget about our Bibles. Seven expositor study Bibles every single week we mail to inmates across this country who are writing us requesting those particular Bibles. You can sow into that ministry at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can sow on your smartphone by texting the word GIVE to 903-231-5950 and you can be a part of putting an expositor study Bible, the entire expositor study Bible, not just the New Testament, into the hands of an inmate. They are excited about receiving those Bibles and God is doing a work in the prison system. I want you to be a part of that and you can be. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 <coughs> excuse me we'll cover these last two verses in Hebrews chapter 2. This is part 10 I believe and today is March the 11th 2021. I say that to help us remember where we were when this was taught and also for the sake of those who may be using these one day for classes which this is just simple Bible classroom, uh, theology, Bible instruction, Bible teaching except it has the focus of God's righteousness on it which is the way of the cross which is the way of 
Christ, which is the way of the Christian, or we are out of the way. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So again, Hebrews chapter 2, part 10. Verse 17, Wherefore in all things it behooved him. He had to be made like unto his brothers. Jesus had to become a man. God had to become a man because man had to pay the price that was owed for the sin man committed. The problem was there wasn't one man on the earth that could pay the price. Here's why. And you need to get this in your heart. You need to know this to be able to share because there are preachers today telling folks that if they would have had the knowledge Jesus had, they could have been the Redeemer. Well, that's about as foolish as you could possibly ever hear. Because there's only been one man that was born into this world through a woman, not the help of a man. Jesus wasn't born of a man and woman. He was born of the Holy Spirit overshadowing Mary, the virgin, and she conceived and gave birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. But he was born without a sin nature. He was not born dead and guilty of sins. He was not born separated from God like every other human being has been on this side of the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. Every human being comes into this life dead in their trespasses and sins. That word dead means separated from God. And a dead man can't pay for anything. Hear me this morning. A dead man can't do anything. He's dead. They may be walking around, breathing air, but God sees them as in the first Adam, dead, separated from him. He might even see that they're trying to do good things, that they want to serve him. Just like the story of Cornelius, where God had to uh, stir his, God had to stir Peter's heart, give Peter a vision before he could even send him to Cornelius to preach to him the gospel. Amen. Paul had to give Cornelius a visitation before he could send for Peter and get Peter. Listen now. God sees everything that's going on. But nothing is acceptable to God except through the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll see that in, this, in these last two verses this morning. Nothing is acceptable by God except that which comes through the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not good. God sees good deeds, but they're taking place uh, in the, if it's a lost person by a dead person that can't do anything They're, they're going through the motions they have the acts the, and they look good to the human race but God sees they're not good until their works are in Christ Ephesians 2.10 they're good looking to men and they seem right to men but the end of that way is the result of the way they're in death so for anything to be accepted by God, it has to be without sin. Jesus was the only man who, was ever, who ever walked on this planet outside of the first Adam before he fell who was without sin. He's the only one who could pay the price for the guilt and the forgiveness of sins because he didn't have any sin. He was alive. His life was required so that you and I might live again, be born again, and be without sin. 
the guilt and the shame, to be forgiven and to be delivered and to one day be in a place with him where there's no even presence of sin. Hallelujah. Wherefore, in all things, you need to get this today, in all things, he had to be made like unto us that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. See how he's still bringing that in for the sins of the people. Sin is still the issue, my friend. I, I used to be in gathering of folks that had the, the don't talk about sin. Uh, if you talk about sin, you're going to find yourself in sin. Listen, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You, listen, if you don't understand that sin's still the issue, then you're going to blame everything. You're going to blame everything that's wrong in your life on other things that's not even the issue. The issue is sin, the sin nature, the flesh. You, you need to understand these things, my friend. You need to know these, and you need to do more than have this in your head and in your heart. Wait a minute now. Yeah, you need to have this stuff, this, these truths flowing through your heart from your lips to other people. Other people desperately need to hear what we're talking about. It is the move of God in these last days. I'm thankful for God stirring us by His Spirit and comforting us and, and praise and worship, but unless we're learning the truth of His Word, things aren't working out the way we think they are, the way we hope they will. They're not working out for us because we feel good about God. Things are working for us because the Holy Spirit's working in the only avenue through which He works, which is the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that. Psalms 33, 4 says, For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. What's that tell the Bible believers today? That outside of truth, it's not happening for you. Wherefore in all things it behooved him, it was necessary for him, he had to be made like unto his brothers to pay the price of sin for his brothers. That he might be, and here we go, he goes in to the avenue of the cross because it's the only avenue God's offering men of mercy and, and, and to partake of his faithfulness. It's through the blood of Jesus. Watch, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. The Lord Jesus Christ is merciful and he's faithful. And here, and here is the first time in the book of Hebrews that the words high priest is used. He introduces that phrase here to us. Now he expounds on it as we'll learn as we go through the scriptures unless the Lord comes for us, and I am looking for Him today, hallelujah. I hope you are looking for Him today. Titus chapter 2 says, Grace has us looking for our blessed Savior. Hallelujah. I hope you're living by grace through faith. If you are, you're learning the truth, being led by the Spirit of truth into more truth, and you're looking for your blessed Savior. Hallelujah. But here He's mentioned for the first time as our high priest, and He's and He's giving us this information that he's merciful and he's faithful. He is a merciful and faithful high priest. When you see the word mercy and merciful and mercies and any type of the word mercy in the scriptures, know this. It's not God overlooking your sin. 
It's God willing to forgive your sin if you come to God through faith in what Christ did at Calvary for that is what allowed him to defeat, destroy the works of the enemy to justify you and to become your great high priest. The cross is what was required for all of that to happen. That's why he had to take on him a flesh body. He had to be made like his brothers so that he could pay the price for all of his brothers that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. Now let's talk about the word mercy first. And when we talk about mercy, let's talk about grace and mercy because grace is not some blanket of some midget, uh, midget, uh, magical or mystical blanket that God just blankets all his people with and it doesn't matter how they live because grace is covering all their sin and all that. Negative? Absolutely not. You can't find a scripture for that. What you can find is that we're saved by grace. We learn by grace. We labor by grace. That means what God does. Say this to yourself right now. God's grace is God at work. If it's not God at work in you, for you, to you, and through you, it's not God. Grace is not what you do unless you word it this way, what we do by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of grace. Grace is God at work in your life. Grace is not just something covering you, blanketing you. And God's grace is something God does for us, in us, to us, through us, by us, however you want to say it, that we don't deserve. God's grace is what He's doing for us that we don't deserve. God's mercy is what He's not doing to us that we do deserve. He's merciful. He's not bringing a sledgehammer to crush you every time you make a mistake because He's merciful. He's not destroying you because of your mistakes. He's offering you grace and mercy. And mercy, again, is, is God not doing to you what you deserve for Him really to do to, to us all. Grace is what He's doing we don't deserve and mercy is Him not doing what we really do deserve for Him to do to us. Hallelujah. Hope that helps you see grace and mercy a little better. But He's a merciful and faithful high priest. He's faithful to be merciful to you if you come to Him through the blood. The, 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 his position of high priest is because of the blood He shed. The, the priesthood of God in the Old Covenant was about the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, great high priest, his position and his priesthood that's eternal without end is after the order of Melchizedek. And if you remember in the book of Genesis, Melchizedek showed up in Abraham's life when Abraham was making his way back from the slaughter of the five kings when he went and rescued Lot from being stolen, kidnapped, taken away. And, and, and Abraham met Melchizedek and Melchizedek brought bread and wine. 
symbolic of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Levitical priesthood, all symbolic of the priesthood that would be through Jesus Christ. But the main type of the priesthood, the eternal type of priesthood, was that after the order of Melchizedek. And that's the priesthood that we are a part of under the great high priest. And it was all, all about the blood, the sacrificial system, the law and the sacrifice. Think about that. Now we have a new high priest and we have a new law. Hebrews 7, 12 says because the, law, the priesthood changed, there was a necessity also for the law to change. And the law did change. Romans 8, 2, for the law of the life of the Spirit. Let's read it. Let's go there if I can make it over there. Romans 8, 2. Don't want to mess it up. For the law of the Spirit of life, the Holy Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That means his death. That's how you got in him, crucified with him through your faith in his death. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. I hope you got that. There's a new great high priest and there's a new law. We're not living under the law of the letter. We're living after the Spirit now. Hallelujah. So here, he, he, this is the first time in the book of Hebrews that Jesus is mentioned as the high priest. And again, he, the writer will expound on this as we move further. But he is, he might, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. And I've got to say this today. Anything we offer to God has to go through Christ. Prayer, your financial giving, your attending worship services, anything we're doing that's not through faith in the sacrifice of Christ. And I'm not talking about these folks that say, well, that's all we've ever trusted in. And yet they sit under preaching and teaching of the purpose-driven life and the government of 12. And uh, if you'll do these three things, God will deliver you. And, and, and all these uh, worldly schemes brought into the church. Now, the, I guess the most popular thing now is whatever the most popular music is, hear this, boy, many are bound in this, whatever the most popular Christian music is out there, the churches now are looking at that because of the music, and some of it's really good, but they're trying to be like those people. They're wearing the jeans with all the holes and frays, and they don't like people like me even bringing it up. But they're, they're not after the truth of the cross. They're trying to be like people. Stereotype. When you go into a church and everybody there is wearing Wranglers, or everybody there is wearing bandanas, or everybody there has got holes in their knee, it blew, everybody, everybody there is trying to be like, somebody dress like somebody you got to be careful with all that my friend and I know people turn me off when I start talking about that kind of stuff and that's because they're the ones bound in all that they have their own fleshly excuses but they're the ones bound in all that but if it's going to be to God if God's going to accept it even from the Christian it's got to go through the high priest the Lord Jesus Christ through faith in his blood. Just because you're saved through the blood years ago 
doesn't mean that your faith is in the blood today. That was yesterday's faith. Again, folk don't like this in the church today. Paul told Timothy there'd come a time when they no longer would endure sound doctrine. They'll make every fleshly excuse in the world, but they won't endure sound doctrine. They won't stick with sound doctrine. So, but Jesus Christ is the only avenue of all things that pertain to God. Look in verse 17, read it at the beginning. Wherefore, in all, thi in all things, because all things are from Him, for Him, and to Him. Isn't that what the scripture says? I got a note here. You need to know this too, Romans eleven thirty six. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Let me, let me read it again. This is Romans eleven thirty six. For of him and through him and to him are all things. Not almost all things. All things are of him, through him, and to him. You need to understand that because of what he did at Calvary. All things are of him, through him, and to him. And he's become our merciful and faithful high priest. He's faithful. We're not as faithful as the Lord. We can't, we can't hold a candle to the Lord. We try to be faithful to each other. And through the faith, the Holy Spirit allows us to be faithful to each other, to love each other, to forgive each other. But it can't compare to the Lord Jesus Christ, he's faithful even when you can't find me faithful. He's always faithful. And he's always merciful. And he's always gracious. But it's not a blanket. I remember some couple two or three years ago walking around here in my office one morning just so thankful and praising God and out of my lips it just came, Lord, I'm so thankful that you overlooked my sin. And in a moment I said that, he quickened me and said, I did not overlook your sin. I forgave your sin. I forgave your sin. You need to understand that. God sees everything, but he sees you forgiven through the blood. He sees your victory in Christ through your faith in the blood. But he says... Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brothers that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. If it's not going through the high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blood he shed to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, it's not working. The prayers aren't reaching there. Some of you may be, well, no wonder now. I see why. It's got to go through the blood. And I'm not, I'm not talking about saying the blood pleading the blood with our lips. I'm talking about from the heart we are trusting in that righteousness of God. With the heart men believe under righteousness then the mouth has the right thing to say. Romans 10 and 10. Then the mouth speaks the right thing. It's not, by, it's not the other way around. I start talking the right words then my heart will get right. No, it's with the heart men believe and then the words start being directed as proper. We need to tell the, the psychiatrist and the psychologist that it starts in the heart, hallelujah, not the head. It don't start with my words. It starts with God's word and God's word was made flesh and dwelt among us and went to the cross for us, hallelujah, paid the price for our reconciliation from all sin that we might be reconciled to God, hallelujah. And that's not, the church has missed it. 
I've missed it. We've all missed it. That reconciliation for the sins of the people is not just a one-time initial thing. If we don't know the truth about the sin nature, if we don't know that the only object of faith is the cross of Jesus Christ, His work there in the death He provided, it, we'll trust in all these things. And, and every time we're found going astray, we have to be what? reconciled back, not to an, an initial saving place of God's grace, but back to the path of righteousness. Reconciled, he, he restores my soul. Oh, hallelujah. Again today, He restores my soul as He leads me on the path of righteousness. Psalms 23 and 3. He restores my soul. He reconciles my soul again in agreement with Him. I wonder away sometimes as I disagree with God that it can't really be all about the cross. And that this, this must be okay. And, and how can all this be wrong? And, and this way of the cross be... And God, I have to submit to that, subject myself to that by faith. And God is working to direct me, to reconcile me, to restore me back to that path of righteousness. Are you on it today, my friend? For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid them that are tempted. Because what Jesus went through in his sufferings, and it took sufferings to get to glory. There is no glory without sufferings. That's why Paul wrote to Timothy and said, If we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. The, the present sufferings of this world are not worthy to be compared to the glory that's about to be revealed in us, hallelujah, who are trusting in what Christ did for us in suffering for us and being tempted for us and enduring all temptation like we cannot fathom, even to the point in the Garden of Gethsemane of sweating drops of blood. He endured temptation. He endured, hallelujah, all temptation that he might defeat, destroy the works of the devil, justify everything everyone that would ever just trust in his work there at Calvary and that he would become our great, faithful, and merciful high priest. And when you are being tempted, you can go to him. When you're being tempted, you can go to him for that grace, that which he will do through your faith in the cross and that which he will be merciful to you concerning. Hallelujah. He is there. He is faithful. He is our ever, ever present help in time of need but you got to come through way of the blood God's not asking you to go do anything before you come to him he's asking you simply to look back to what his son did for you for that is the door to God Jesus Christ and the blood he shed is the door today even after 40 years of being saved it takes your faith today in Christ and what he did at Calvary for your approach to God. It's always been an exclusive approach. God has shown that throughout the ages. I don't know if you've heard me teach on that a little bit, but God raised up one man, made one nation, called out one tribe, and in that tribe gave one man the priesthood. And on that one day, once a year, God let that one man go in that one holy place. I'm telling you, God has always made the way very exclusive. 
He's not excluding anyone. There's room for everybody. What makes the way narrow, why it's called the narrow way, is not because it's too narrow for everybody to come to and fit on it. It's narrow and it's very narrow because it is the only way in which God can save, heal, keep, deliver, restore anybody and he can at any time because of the blood that was shed of Jesus Christ at Calvary. He is my and hopefully your great faithful and merciful high priest forever and forever. Hallelujah. Been a great broadcast today or will not be doing our Friday morning teaching as I'll be headed to Lima, Ohio this week. I hope you'll tune in this weekend, Saturday at 10 and 5 p.m. to listen to the broadcast. You can do that on, my, on the app Spreaker. And my channel is for those who have ears to hear. Hopefully you'll be able to watch on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget to sow into good ground. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.